1: Oh, don't worry about the last seven days. We've got about four four weeks to catch up on. This is the Iron Fist and the Velvet Glove podcast. We're back. 2021. Anything been happening out there? Anything mm-hmm. like an attempted coup, insurrection, the seat of democracy in the United there States? There has
2: been something in the United States Things that like did that. boil over a little bit. Right, um, just
1: a little brouhaha.
2: <laughs> it was just a demonstration. Yeah. It was a demonstration. It that got went, out of hand. It, it got it got more than out of hand. It went completely un, out, out of control. Mm. And there are a couple of the guys that were in there carrying
1: phones, um, videos. No,
2: with oh, yeah, tags, yeah. Um, flags. No, no, no give, give us a clue. zip ties.
0: Zip ties. That's
2: right. These the, the right guys lines. actually had a plan that they were going to go in there and they were going to abduct people. You know. Yep. And what did they do? They live streamed it. So, what are they all now complaining about? The cops are coming to get them. Boo
1: hoo! Right, you know, just for having some innocent cable ties in the Capitol building while looking for Nancy Pelosi. There was somebody interviewed
3: who said, "Oh, uh, it's a revolution. We were breaking into the Capitol, you know, because Mm. yeah, it's a revolution. Uh, It's a takeover of the government." And then Mm. she was complaining that she'd be maced. (laughs) (laughs)
4: But Stephen Colbert went,
3: she's lucky she still has a head on her shoulders (laughs) (laughs) There we go,
1: so this is the Iron Fist and the Velvet Glove podcast I'm Trevor, aka the Iron Fist, with me
2: as always, Scott the Velvet Glove G'day Trevor, g'day Paul, g'day Joe, g'day listeners, how are you all? For those that are keeping track, I'm still on the dole, but I'm very close to finding myself a new job So I've been interviewed twice for it, just waiting to hear You've been saying that for a long time, Scott No, yes. this is the first one I've made it through to a second interview okay. All the others I've got chipped up on the first one so.
1: uh, Fingers crossed and mm. thoughts and prayers, Scott
2: <laughs> yeah, You can take your thoughts and prayers <laughs> and shove them <laughs> mm.
1: Paul the 12th man, welcome Gr- back for another, another year
2: Greetings Earthlings mm.
1: Joe the tech guy, welcome back <laughs> again mm. For those of you who haven't tuned into the podcast before this is a podcast where we talk about news and politics and sex and religion. Usually, it just degenerates into an argument between myself and Paul, <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 Scott, and Scott sort of falls somewhere in the middle, and 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 Joe chimes in with some common sense to try and finish us off. So we'll uh, we'll just keep carrying on with what we've been doing <laughs> for the last five and a half years and see where we end up. Hello in the chat room to John and Bronwyn. Happy New Year to you too, Bronwyn, and Mel, and Steel Wolf. Good to see you all. Oh, you know, Can we still do this? It's We're out of practice, but hopefully with our experience, we'll be, we'll be fine. We'll be fine. Yeah.
2: We'll pull it off. You haven't yeah. even emailed us anything, so we're
1: no, fine. So. <laughs> no, no, no. It's because I figured, well, obviously we're going to talk about America and, and what happened. So... Um, you know, if you're listening to this podcast uh, in five years' time or something and think, well, what point are we at? Well, it's just two days before the inauguration.
0: Well, it's one for us but two for them, I guess, Yes. Is
1: it? Yeah. yeah. Maybe we should talk in hours, more like sort of 48 hours or something. 48 like hours yeah. until the inauguration. Yes. And we're post the sort of attempted coup, if you want to call it that, or insurrection or riot that got out of control or whatever it was that happened uh, at the White House, uh, at the Capitol building rather. So, uh, and... So all that's interesting, and then what's really interesting as well is the whole free speech issue with Trump being banned from all sorts of platforms, and the reaction to that is interesting, and the whole thing of misinformation and and all of that. And what else will we talk about? Uh, we'll probably talk a little bit about my interview with SBS to do with the Noosa Temple of Satan, and Oh, the National Anthem and a few other things, depending where we get to. So we'll see how we go. Right, let's let's deal with Trump and the Capitol building. So, dear listener, you might find this interesting or not, but we don't actually get together in between podcasts. Like, we sort of live our own separate lives and just get together at podcast time. So we haven't really um, got our opinions or thoughts. I haven't heard anything from either of these guys about um, what they think. So, Scott, you want to lead off with... Initial thoughts on the whole fiasco? What do you what oh, that,
2: strikes you? It might have started out as a protest, but it quickly devolved into something very ugly. Mm. And you had guys and that sort of stuff, and they were basically blokes who were trying to take over the government building. Now, there was footage of senators, I believe, that were cowering under their desks and all that sort of stuff, till they were herded out by Secret Service and that sort of thing through tunnels into presumably a bunker or something below. Mm-hmm. So that meant that the Secret Service was nervous, and with good reason. With very good reason, because most mm. of the a number of these dickheads were armed. Mm. You know, yeah. even
1: unarmed, a big group of people.
3: Yeah, they,
2: exactly. Mm. Yeah, there was a cop that was killed, wasn't there?
4: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
3: Two. Well, uh, uh, one, one died by suicide afterwards, and that's also being blamed on the protesters. Don't know. Suicide,
2: why. really? Yeah. yeah, suicide. Okay. Yeah. Um, and
3: one cop was bashed on the head. Correct with a fire extinguisher. Yeah,
0: and right. he died later in the hospital.
1: And another cop I saw was beaten with an American flag. <laughs>
0: beaten with a flag? Yes. But flags are material. Flag- no, a flag
1: pole and oh, a flag, flag yes. Was so the, the star- flag was attached is- to a flagpole. Oh, he was see. being beaten with it by a, by a pro-democracy. <laughs> Protester.
2: Was it the so, Stars and Stripes or the Confederate flag? I'm not
1: sure. Yeah. It was Stars and Stripes, but um, amazing yeah.
2: scenes. It was by
3: exactly. matter protester.
4: Right. And
2: that was one of the things that I found very amusing this morning on Cognitive Dissonance. I was listening to. Yeah. They were saying that um, for the first time ever, the Confederate flag flew in the Capitol ah, building. Ah, right. So yes. okay. that was something that really should have mm. woken the Republicans up. Mm. And they should have been out there condemning Trump and all the rest of it, and they didn't. Mm. Now, 10 of them did vote to impeach him.
1: 10 senators?
2: No. 10, ten members of the House, uh, Co- 10 Republicans from the Congress.
1: Mm. Oh, for the impeachment, right. Yes, sorry. They voted
2: to impeach him.
1: Yes. Before we get on to the impeachment, mm. hold fire on the impeachment. We'll get no to worries. that. Paul, do you have any comments about the whole riot situation at all? Do you
0: have any thoughts oh, that struck I thought you? it was. Appalling behavior. Oh, mm. Terrible. Mm. And I think Trump does bear a lot of responsibility for it. I think mm. he, you know, he chose to hold his rally on that particular day when he knew and they all knew what was going on in the Congress building. Mm. And, you know, he was just deliberate provocation on his part. I mean, he may not have directly, you know, told them go and take over the Capitol, but he sure revved up people with a lot of passion combined with ignorance or resentment and, you know, various Mm. grievances that a lot of the people evidently hold. And, Mm. uh, you know, I think he is definitely um, uh, liable for criticism for that one. Yes,
1: it sounds like you think he's up for an incitement, he incited that, right? Uh,
0: that's a word I would use. Is yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't think he directly told them go and mm. take over, you know, or anything like that. But he no, didn't he, have to. Yeah.
1: Well, this is the point. So I was well, listening. What he actually said
2: was, he mm. said, he says,
0: yeah, you know, well, actually, show I can play it's... a bit of what he said. Would you okay. like that? Because so yeah, yeah, I, of... I, I haven't actually bothered trying to track down exactly what he just, said.
1: Just for the record, I'll play yeah. some of what he said. Here we go.
0: These
5: people are not going to take it any longer. They're not going to take it any longer. I just again, I want to thank you. It's uh, just a great honor to have this kind of crowd and to be before you and hundreds of thousands of American patriots who are committed to the honesty of our elections and the integrity of our glorious republic. All of us here today do not want to see our election victory stolen by emboldened radical left Democrats, which is what they're doing, and stolen by the fake news media. That's what they've done and what they're doing. We will never give up. We will never concede. It doesn't happen. You don't concede when there's theft involved.
1: all of this is going to be in context. So mm. there's a whole context of saying that the election was stolen. Yep. And so if you believe Trump, then you really are being a patriot mm. if you charge into the Capitol and demand that they not vote according to that you know, fake election result as mm. they see it. But so, yeah. so it's everything's in context. So I was looking at something that's uh, – forgive me – Father, I have seen uh, Sky News with Rowan Dean and he was saying, Did Trump say go down to the Capitol building and storm it and invade it and kill people? No, he didn't. And so he's not guilty of incitement. And you know, it you can you've got to look at context and we've got a build up of of a month or months really, even before the election, he was saying this election is going to be fake and after the election calling it that way and then saying to people, in that context, charge on down, and then his son-in-law, Kushner or whatever, was saying similar things about fighting and all the rest of it. So, basically, it was, in my view, reasonably foreseeable that in the context of all that, the words he used would lead to what basically happened if there wasn't a strong enough response. I agree and there so. wasn't, Yeah. Mm. So, um, So, you know, and really... It doesn't matter whether he is, you know, guilty of of the criminal offense of incitement. That's it's a different question when it comes to the impeachment question. Like, really, it's, the it's impeachment question is—it's a political thing. Is—is is, is this what we want a president to be doing? And is it impeachable for just mm. poor behavior? You don't need to have actually committed the criminal offense of incitement. It's just have you conducted mm. yourself in such a way that it's worthy of impeachment. So. Um, so that's with, um, with uh, Trump, but it's, he's just, he just throws people. Well, of course, there was the protests and then uh, shortly afterwards he was convinced by his family and others to sort of come out and make a statement just to sort of calm things down. So this is what he said.
5: I know you're pain. I know you're hurt. We had an election that was stolen from us. This was a fraudulent election, but we can't play into the hands of these people. We have to have peace. So go home. We love you. You're very special. You've seen what happens.
1: We love you. You're very special. And then when it looks like he's going to be impeached and he's in trouble and he needs to backpedal even further, what does he say?
5: To those who engage in the acts of violence and destruction... You do not represent our country. And to those who broke the law, you will pay.
0: Nobody, nobody throws people under a bus what? better than Donald Trump.
5: Like, and
0: these people are shocked. He makes an art of it, doesn't he? These people are shocked that,
1: that he's done that. Yeah. And there's even comments where people would say, oh, that's not Trump. That is that Somebody else has said that. Like, yeah. I wonder where the real Donald is. Like, yeah. they've got some fake guy that's out there. That's that like, guy from so, Saturday Night so,
2: Live. So... so, so it just says
1: whatever he will save his skin at the time oh. and that these people can fall for him is what is the most amazing part of this, I think, is is the credulity of Americans. And, well, I'll mention it now because my explanation of, of this thing is you've got to understand Americans. They're not like other people. <laughs> no, they're not.
0: Like... Yes, they are. But,
2: uh, no, 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 they've been brought no, no, up. They've been brought up. They've been brought up with exceptionalism all yeah. their life. Yep. They've been told They're not the only ones. Yeah, Australians have.
0: I mean, we've grown up being told yeah, Australia is the greatest country but on the tall world. poppy syndrome as well. Yeah,
2: yeah, we've also got that over here, yep. whereas they don't. Well, and they've also had this whole thing, and they've got a lot to be proud of. There's no doubt about that. Absolutely. They were the first, on the, they were first men on the moon, mm. all that sort of thing. Mm. They led the way in medical research for decades mm-hmm. and all that type of thing. They've dropped the ball over the last 12 years, I suppose. No, probably go back to Bush, Bush Jr. So you got eight years there. Eight years of Obama was a little bit muddling. Then you had four years of Trump. So you've got... 20 years there that they've really dropped the ball. But they do have a hell of a lot to be proud of. But that what comes with that, though, is this American exceptionalism. We are exceptional people. We were the ones that won the Cold War. We were the ones that won the Second World War. Yeah. All but, that sort of thing. But,
1: but in addition to that, they've got a way of, of adulation with their leaders that I think is different to other countries so, I was watching the Tiger Woods golf documentary, cool. and it was interesting because there were just these grown men and women who were literally on their hands and knees on the fairways, bowing and and praising the guy <laughs> for the way he hit a golf ball. And and they were He's there was sign- phenomenal. He was, but there were signs, you know, Tiger for president, and just. The complete adulation of yep. the guy, the hero worshipping, that I just thought, I don't think that the French would do that.
0: What about there was a documentary but, about the royal visit to Australia? Right. They were, uh, you know, showing adulation to the freaking Queen. It's, it's different, though. I, I don't she, think she's to the
3: tolerated.
2: I mean, I, no, people were
0: loving I, I, her. And yeah, Diana. That was,
2: that was back in the 50s, though. No, Diana. Well, Diana was a different she, story. She, she was, was a, a nutcase on understand that well. but you know that was one of those things that just is. Just- and had she done a
3: tenth of what Trump had done, she'd have been but, out. But,
1: but it's not even about you know the um, the badness of Trump, It's just that the hero worshiping adulation. I think Americans are more susceptible to it and seem to just you know the crowds where they just get so many people just rah rahing over mm. there. Over their political leaders, mm. I just think it's uniquely American in its intensity and its breadth across Maybe. the population. So they're prepared to just swallow whatever their dear leader tells them. Whereas I think other countries are more skeptical about their leaders and go, oh, cynical, yeah, even. Cynical. I would have thought.
0: You like, don't I think just it's think- just the scale of the country? I mean, if you uh, you know grew Australia, uh, how many times bigger is America than Australia? About 12 oh. or
1: 13 times. Yeah. yeah.
0: So if you grew Australia's population by yeah. that amount, mm. you don't think we'd see a similar phenomenon? I mean, it's- the ones we see yeah. on the TV, you know, yeah. of course, Americans mm. do like pageantry. Mm. They like big events, you know, mm. big football matches mm. with lots of pageantry and ritual and stuff like that. Mm. You don't think if Australia was, you know, 10 or 12 times bigger, we would also see that sort of minority of the Australian population, which might be inclined to that sort of behaviour, magnified, doing exactly the same thing? It's, it's obviously impossible to quantify. It's but very, it's just, very but difficult. it's just yeah. my we, – we say
1: cultures are different, mm. Japanese, different to Australians, different mm-hmm. to British – Different to Americans, I just see this as one of the cultural differences Maybe. Uh, between the between I mean, Americans I, I, and others.
3: I think the whole um, sarcasm, right? Just just that complete difference right. in the way that people think, mm. and and having dealt with Americans who just did not understand yep. uh, the banter that goes on between friends. Yes, and and I I, I yes. think there's this absolute respect and therefore you don't get the questioning i mean you you Mm. either love or hate the president yes but there isn't a yeah he's our leader but you know kind of we we don't quite trust him he's a thieving politician yes uh he's the best
1: of a bad bunch yeah whereas they go he's the next messiah or he is the messiah
3: yeah there's a level of adulation acceptance
1: yeah that's my feeling it's just a cultural difference i mean You admit there are cultural differences. It's just whether this is one of them or not.
3: But
0: I have to say, having Mm. had quite a lot of American Mm. friends in my lifetime, you know, there are those small cultural Mm. differences, slight difference in sense of humour, you know, um, things like that. But I would have to say that the commonalities are far greater than the differences.
1: I agree with you there, Mm. but I think it's a difference between – Americans yeah, and, and say British Canadians Australians, Australians and New Zealanders are very different to yep. Americans.
2: Yeah. Could you ever imagine Donald Trump being told off by a guy because he was standing on his lawn that's that he right. just sowed. That's right, sowed seeds
6: on. We did that story a, few, that was, a
2: couple
1: of months ago where yeah. Scott Morrison was doing a press conference, yeah, and he was, he was, yeah. the press were all standing around him, and he's on somebody's front yard, and this guy comes out and says,
2: "Hey, Oi, get off me, bloody get yard!"
4: Off
1: lawn. And Scott Morrison goes, "Oh, sorry, mate. everyone, <laughs> come on. It's the guy's lawn,
2: for goodness'
0: sake." <laughs> I reckon
2: <laughs> that, that, that
0: in yes. a population of three hundred thirty odd million people. There must be some bloke who'd tell the President to get off his grass. There must be.
1: I'm not saying there's 100%. I'm just saying generally
4: yeah.
1: that's my feeling.
4: But so not, every, just, not, just, not yeah. every
0: Australian would tell the
1: Prime I'm Minister I'm not saying get off every Australian. So so I'm, I
4: think, I'm, I'm think not think saying everyone.
0: Yeah, I know. I just think you're magnifying the difference perhaps more than is justified in mm. just just because I've known I, quite I think, a lot of Americans. I think it's a and, country
1: that that, that that is susceptible to... Snake oil salesman more than other countries, oh, sort of
3: a, a PT Barnum type character. I think that's a universal. I, I think that's a universal. So, certain politicians who are fond of litigation, mm. who were trying Clyde to emulate, uh, mm. trying to emulate Trump. Mm. And
1: careful what you saying. <laughs>
3: well, I was going to say I, uh, just just in terms of his followers, do you think he would have, uh, have ever have the same level of adulation? No, no,
1: No, no. Clive Palmer's followers were not. Or even Pauline's followers. Yeah. No, they're not, they're not, you're the next Messiah. We love you. You're going to save us. They're like, well, you're the best of a bad bunch. And you're going to stick it to them. I think
0: um, Pauline had a a deal of um, adulation, you know, mm -hmm. idolization, didn't she? Mm -hmm. Is that the point you're making, Joe?
3: Well, I'm just wondering whether it was to the same extent and whether she could get away with the same level of taking over a complete party and Mm.
0: I think earlier in her career back in the 90s when she first appeared on the scene I think people perhaps saw a lot more potential in her than they do now
1: Uh, in the chat room Bronwyn has made a good comment as she often does she said I think the main difference between the US and Oz here is that in the US people are taught to respect the office from an early age here we have no respect for anyone that would be true it indoctrination I, I, I of respect for the president. In it, yeah, yeah. I think a bit of brainwashing in it. that goes on early on for sure. So,
2: anyway, that was. Yeah, Could I just have a shout out to John Simmons, who right. said, "Here, here, glove." Thank you very much. Right, so. good on you. That uh, reminds me, I mm. need to
0: thank Paul Wafer for the gin. That's right. Thank <laughs> you, Paul Webber For the
1: Paul gave a very a little mini bottle of gin for the twelfth man. Thanks, and, Paul. And we're also drinking the beer you from, beers tonight. From thank from you very Paul. much. Thank you, Paul, and to John. Uh, Simmons, who also dropped off some beer during the week, which you will hold for me, Scott. So, and also my rum. Who oh, was well, that, Paul? Uh, and that was... Who was the rum from? That was... I think, I'll think. let my subconscious work on it. Anyway, back to the issues. Um, can we all agree... You know, where does America stand in world democracies now? Are, are, are they a leading democracy anymore? When we talk about Western liberal democracies... I mean, there's an index going around that we've discussed before that, that certainly didn't have the USA at the top. It was significantly down from where people might expect it to be. And, you know, what's your thoughts on the ranking of democracy, American democracy compared to European democracies, other OECD country democracies, Paul? Does it shake your faith in the
0: US no, democracy? Not- doesn't shake my faith in u.s democracy i've long felt that um, the american political system needed some some drastic changes for one get money out of it and i'd like to see the same thing happen to here to australian politics just get the money out of politics it corrupts everything
4: Mm -hmm.
0: but apart from that you know it's still a functioning democracy you know there was this you know it functions but it's 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 shakier than a
1: lot of other democracies.
3: I, I heard Erdogan was actually taking notes. Mm. Look, you know,
0: <laughs> Trump is a bit of an anomaly. I think um, I know some people disagree with that, and you know, they say he's a he's a product of the age mm. that, that he lives in, and there's probably something in that too. But no, I you know, American democracy has proved that it still functions. You know, they didn't they didn't ultimately stop anything.
4: Well.
1: You know, when you when you dear listener, if it, you're ever proposing a coup in a country, there's this one fundamental thing you need to get you know, before you start and that is you need the military was, on site. On site Which and, you didn't they, and they didn't have the, these guys didn't have the military on site. Yeah. So so that was you know, it was never gonna come to pass. That's right.
0: And to their great credit, the military top brass said they were not gonna be a part of it mm. if if, you know, Trump tried to mm cajole them into supporting some sort of um,
3: mm. illegal act they and were not mm. going to be a part that's why mm. they re- he replaced them mm. but
1: if it comes down to one state in dispute and uh the chief of the military happens to be pro the uh demagogue of the day
0: who knows who knows again you know you're talking that's about it. americans have respect for the office i think i think that but, but it shows very clearly but, in the military and the position but, but they But took. these
1: people, these protesters, had respect for the office. They were just conned as to what had happened. So it was their respect for the office that led them to do what they did. They honestly think they're patriots. They oh, believe sure the they election do. was stolen. Sure All do. you need is a few top brass in the military who have the same opinion and you're in trouble
3: there are questions about collusion of the Capitol police
1: so it's it's not it's not impossible but
0: nothing's impossible
1: mm, one of the things i found interesting from this was so
0: the you prote- had, sorry you had the word failed state up there america is very far from being a failed state
1: it's a failing state it's clearly on the slide its its best days are long behind it and it's it's, it's deteriorating. Best days
0: may be ahead. We don't know.
1: Oh, well, well, based on all the evidence, that would be uh, highly unlikely.
2: I've got a couple of friends that are Americans, and um, one of them was always a Democrat. The other one was a Republican, but she couldn't bring herself to vote for Trump, and she's become more and more Democratic over the years of Trump's presidency. And both of them said that this was a, that their country was at a crossroads right now. And one of them was giving some very good advice to future Americans. He said, we need to have a good 10 years of good, solid education to overcome this ignorance that has developed. And he's not convinced he's going to get that.
0: Yeah, Yeah. look, it's, it's easy to catastrophize events like this, you know. How about this statistic? I don't think we should read too much into it. Okay,
1: so you could look at it this way, in that it was a riot that got out of hand. If there had been enough police, it would have been stopped on the steps. They would have been just chanting and all the rest outside. But they did actually storm the Capitol building. Yeah, I don't think anyone was was expecting it. And somebody was shot. Like, it was a serious blow to the American democracy, that event. And they had their vote then in the House of Representatives an hour later after after that riot mm. and amongst the republicans in the House of Representatives the majority of republicans in the House voted to to not accept the Arizona result <laughs> so 100 about 120 <laughs> odd voted uh, to decertify the Arizona electors, and 83 voted to accept of, of the Republicans. Mm. So after that incredible event, mm. the storming of the Capitol building, the maj- two-thirds majority of the senators still said, oh, that vote in Arizona, we're, we're voting... Of the to- senators or uh, the of the, of the Of the House of reps in the... The Congress, yeah. yeah. Is
2: I think the Congress is the collective term for the House of Reps and Senate, isn't I it? I think or, they actually call the House of Representatives the House of Congress on yeah. occasion. But I'm not sure of
1: the terminology the, of Congress. The actual, Congress
0: and the
2: Senate. Isn't yeah, it?
1: Well, but certainly in the, lo- in the lower chamber, called. the House, mm. the majority, a two-thirds majority of Republicans mm. still voted against a election result that was clearly legitimate. That... And, and they're tribal, Trevor. But 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 so what I'm saying is, it's you find some tribal military chiefs and you're in trouble.
0: <laughs> yeah, maybe because I
1: could say to you, you, you might scoff and go, oh, "It'll never happen." And I could say to you, "Well, they're tribal, Paul." I didn't and say figure,
0: never. I said it, I didn't think it was going to happen. Yeah, yeah. You, you downplayed the likelihood of it, and, and yeah, I, and I still and, do.
1: And and it is unlikely. I think the United States will crumble into a, you in know, into. A dissolution of the of the republic, it'll it'll break into an east and west sort of situation at some point. But um,
4: it'll be
0: more like uh, Pakistan with India in the middle. There'll be like the liberal Uh, East Coasters, the liberal West Coasters, and the flyover states in the middle. That's (laughs) as they describe. That
1: could be what happens eventually. So, but I thought that was an amazing statistic um, that so many. Of the House Republicans voted against that election result
4: yeah. when it
1: was clearly nonsense to say that the election had anything fraudulent going on. About I think
0: it. I think those people are just looking to the next election, and they yeah. know that if they vote against their own party, it's going to be very bad for them getting reelected. You mm. know, it's this tribalism that is well. It's, it, we we see it here too. You know.
4: Mm.
1: So anyway, that was um, that. Was that. Um, I don't think we've done that. Um, oh, who knows what will happen. Oh, I'll leave that one.
4: I, I, uh,
2: impeachment, let's quickly talk about that. Um, I think from- that the Republican Senator Ted Cruz is probably hoping for impeachment, but he doesn't want to get his fingerprints all over it because he wants to conjole the Trump base and that sort of stuff to vote for him.
4: Exactly.
2: But if Trump is actually impeached, he can no longer run for president. That's right. And that's so, what they want.
0: They I, want to get him out I of know, the Republican party. The Republicans, Republican the
2: Republicans yeah. want him gone, but none of them want to be the first one to that's step right. up and say, yeah, I'll take him on. I,
3: that's I, right. I read a, um, an article from a Republican lawyer who said they should have got him for dereliction of duty because he didn't... Uh, immediately addressed the protesters and he didn't call in the National Guard and they, they had a very very strong case for dereliction of duty um, because the Republicans do want him gone they say that if he remains he won't be running the Republican Party but he'll be running against the Republicans and that will split the vote. And that's what they don't want. So, in fact, it would be better for the Democrats if they don't impeach him. <laughs> Absolutely, because the
2: Republicans won't, the Republicans will never nominate him again, but Trump will actually try and run again. Yep. If he survives, because let's face it, he'd be 78, so he could be dead by then. Mm. But if he did actually end up on the ballot, he would go as a third party candidate, which would split the Republican vote down mm. the centre, which the Democrats would then win in another term.
4: Mm.
1: We'll see what happens with that
0: one. But somebody here, Ross Jones, says Dems are no
2: better. Almost uh, all Dems and Republicans have been bought brought off by corporatists. Yeah, good well, point. I agree. Mm. Yeah.
0: And, you know, uh, we have to recall that during the Black Lives Matter protests, when cities across America were burning, people were, were shot, you know, businesses were destroyed... And some of the Democrats were egging them on as well, and saying, "Oh, there should be more of this." You know, why aren't people out in the streets? You know, every time someone's shot or something. Mm. So the Democrats are not exactly squeaky clean on this either. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. there's a lot, lot of um, poor politics going on on both sides. Mm. True. Yeah. Um,
1: so the next part of all this, of course, is that Trump was. Uh, initially suspended from Twitter and then uh, had his account totally. <laughs> 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 he was expelled. <laughs> and that would have really hurt him because he loves Twitter. And yeah. it's been very effective for him in that he's been able to just to tweet his ideas out there. Mm-hmm. And now he's having to just actually conduct sort of press conferences mm-hmm. in order to say things. So um, so the focus has sort of now gone to the tech companies and whether it's right that a tech company should be able to uh, ban somebody like the president from being on their platform. So, Paul, do you think Twitter and Facebook um, should have legally been able to uh, take Trump off their platform,
0: or should they have been forced to keep him on? I don't know about legally. Mm -hmm. I think ethically they... they you know, if if they're just a platform, which they repeatedly claim that they're not publishers, they're just a platform, mm. then they should treat everybody the same.
1: Right. Yes. Well, and apparently if people incite violence... No, I mean, the-
0: treat everybody the same, as in people, you know, pay to use the service, they get to use the service.
1: Yeah, but you could have a rule, for example, that says, if we become aware that you're inciting violence, we'll kick you off our service. And provided they have that rule and they're applying
0: it fairly, then that but would he seem didn't, okay. he didn't directly, with his words, incite violence, did he? I mean, he we know he, right. he revved up those people. Right. And he could probably foresee what they were going to do. Mm-hmm. But Twitter, you know, it's, it's a platform for people expressing what they want to say. He didn't say, go and kill those Congress people. Right. Go and but- kidnap... You know, okay, Pelosi a, and bit of, AOC.
1: But a bit earlier you were holding him responsible for that, right? Oh,
0: definitely, I think he's definitely responsible. But oh, okay. now we're talking about a different topic. We're talking about should a media platform that claims yep. it's not a publisher, yep. should, it, should it pick and choose who it's going
2: to allow to express it's themselves? Aaron Claxton has got a very good yeah. point here. Yeah. They don't pay to use it. They don't pay to use Twitter or anything like that. Well, they do in a sense. No, they don't. They're, yes, they do because this... people collect. They collect data from you and they sell it to people. In that sense, well, they're not going to collect it's, very much it's... data from one person. It's, but it, what they're they going to do is what they're they're actually missing out on. They're actually missing out on advertising because they no longer got this great big draw card called Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. So that's probably a very good point. So,
1: so if you've got this character who you believe is responsible for inciting a riot mm. and he's also issued tweets that you believe are part of the mix of inciting a riot, you wouldn't think as a business that you would want to remove him because you just go, we don't as a business want to be involved in, in the inciting of riots. Like we, we you, you don't think as a business that's a, a, a good decision?
0: I don't know about a business but I think the media these media platforms have to decide mm. what they really are. Mm. You know, are they publishers? Mm. In which case, yeah. Well, I uh, think clearly they're they publishers t- now. They should take some responsibility and yep. act like publishers.
4: Yeah.
0: Or say or continue their the line yep. that they've had which is they're not publishers, they're just a platform. Yep. In which case, butt out.
1: Okay. So let's let's I take the view that they're publishers because But they act- don't. Uh, that's because <laughs> they it's in their interest not to be because yeah. they then don't become responsible for the content. Yeah. But I think we've reached the point with these platforms where we can say, you know what, you've demonstrated an ability to create, to curate what goes on. Yep. And you can actually, through your algorithms and your search yep. functions, um, basically get rid of stuff when you need to, mm. it seems. So you've really crossed over into a publishing type role. And Therefore,
3: you have the responsibilities that go with that. Mm -hmm. So, what about the argument that the mm -hmm. media created Trump Mm -hmm. by giving him the publicity when he was a rank outsider, and giving him the publicity that he couldn't have afford to bought, or to buy?
1: That's probably true. Um, Yeah, he's he's a media creation
3: for sure. So, so you know, should we hold the media accountable? Uh, well,
1: see, it's interesting. Like part of the whole build-up to the incitement argument is the is the groundwork that was laid with saying that the election result was fraudulent, and and it's interesting that that is kind of created a bonfire ready for an ignition later on, and on its own, his claims that the election was a fraud.
0: It's just his you, you, opinion,
1: you, really, is Exactly. It? Mm. You're, you're tempted to let slide and, well, okay, it's wrong, but what harm can come from that? <laughs> and the, then three weeks later he goes, you know, all that fraud stuff that happened, let's now, let's mm. now um, storm the Capitol building. It, it sort of laid the groundwork for it. It's, that's it's just the con- that's problem, confused the issue. same um,
0: problem we've always had with mm. these you know, mm. big media companies mm. is they wield a lot of power. Mm. And if Mm. we say it's okay for them to, you know, block Donald Trump because he's said things that they say are untrue, Mm. there's literally no end to the stuff that they could say is untrue Mm. according to their own point of view. Mm. But they're not doing that to other people. They're only doing it to selected people. You know, for example, we know uh, Erdogan in Turkey, you know, he tweets all kind of garbage about, Mm. you know, Western countries... Mm-hmm. That is blatantly false. Mm. He doesn't get mm. bumped off. Mm. The Ayatollah of Iran doesn't get bumped off. Mm. You know, he wants to push, you know, the, the Israelis into the Mediterranean. So I think we've,
1: we're reaching the point where we can say if if you're allowing content, which if a newspaper or magazine published it, they'd be in trouble, then you're in trouble as well.
0: <sighs> Sorry, I think it should be very, very difficult to stop somebody from expressing their view publicly, Uh. whether it's Trump or or anybody. I think it's better you know what these people are thinking, you know. Mm. I mean, he's not directly inciting violence. If he was saying, Mm. I want a mob to go and storm the Capitol, you know, kidnap Pelosi and her gang and, you know, don't take any shit from those Democrats. They're all thieves and scoundrels. You know, I mean... That would be potentially inciting a criminal act, you know. Mm -hmm. But short of that, I don't think he should be censored. Mm -hmm. I don't think anybody should be censored.
2: Don't you think that some of what he said looks clear enough with the benefit of hindsight, which is what we're looking at here. We're looking at Mm. events that have happened. So we've got to apply our hindsight to it. And you can say that he is guilty of that. Guilty of what? Of inciting the violence.
0: Well...
1: You know, I I think he is. So so, what about when Twitter actually just removed tweets where they said, uh, "You know what, this wrong particular too. tweet." Un- unless it's is.
0: direct incitement of mm. violence, direct mm. incitement of violence. I don't. I think they should just butt out. Okay, but if what if they want? To, what if they want to?
1: What to if they? What if they say, "You know what? We want a we want a good community here. We want a service who which is what is good." Well, well, you see, if they, uh well. Newspapers do it all the time. I guess they do. They curate all the time and they sure. say, don't want that stuff You know, on their newspaper. It happens all the time with media. Yeah, that's so, not to say it's good. Uh, well, it happens though. So why is a, if we accept that these guys should be classified as publishers, mm-hmm. then why can't they just like uh, the Courier-Mail say, I, I don't want that particular article, I'm not going to publish it because we we'll just choose not to. It's And if you don't like it, I think what's going to happen here is we've already seen people abandoning these platforms and going to these more obscure ones like mm. Parler, which is now being sort of delisted. Exactly. A, and that's
0: the power of the big ones. But, but
1: there's a whole bunch of other sort of platforms. So we're going to get to a position where if a platform um, disqualifies too many people, people will just leave and go elsewhere. But and, where are they going to go? Well, they're going to the, end big, up in a bunch of different ones. If the big ones,
0: ones decide but, like, these, these new competitors are mm, going to steal our business, mm. they'll do it, what they can to stop them from prospering, won't so, they? So
1: if, for example, the right wing feels it's not getting a run What's on, the right wing? The right wing is the right... What is the, the right, right wing? If right wing is as commonly understood the right wing... <laughs> yeah, or, but it's bullshit. It's a handy abstract term that we need to use. So if the people of the right consider they're not getting a fair go on Twitter or on Facebook, they'll end up on 4chan, 8chan and and other platforms and basically will be siloed into these. That's the future is platforms will disintegrate into silos of echo chambers of... Of what you want to hear, yeah. Which and, and will also, be a worse
0: situation. They'll advertise think?
1: themselves as you know, where where the new right wing Twitter come over here and join your other right wing friends. And in the same way that there are right wing radio stations and right wing news shows and all the rest of it, we're just going to disintegrate. And I
0: don't, think, if, don't you think that'd be worse though? Everybody sort uh, of retreating know. into their little echo chambers. It's impossible computer- to stop. Which is why I think the big platforms should just say we are not a publisher and continue saying that, but actually act like they're just like a telephone company well, but, conveying well,
1: the message. That'll be their business case. So some of them will just go. You know what? We're not going to interfere. We'll we'll have a wild west here. That's and, what they should do, and the, the market will decide.
0: That's what they should but, do. Just say but, um, okay, we're we're uh, you know conveying yeah. people's uh, expressions. Mm. We're not. Um, what's the word mm. you use? Publishing? Uh, no, no, no. Pub- um, col- col- not collating. Um, uh, curating. Curating, yes. Right. Not curating. Yes. We just, you put it up, mm. we we convey it. Mm. That's what they should stick to. Well,
1: some will, and they'll see whether they get enough business from it. What they'll find is perhaps advertisers won't be attracted to them or whatever, and others will create little minor offshoots, um, and it'll just be... And eventually, I think we have to reach the point where, with these sorts of platforms, we'll need to break them up anyway. We'll need to say to th- something like Twitter, um, you need to set up Twitter A, B, and C and break up the, the monopoly power of these guys. The, the biggest
3: problem so, at the moment is mm-hmm. um, interworking, mm-hmm. they all have their own proprietary protocols. Mm-hmm. So if you leave one platform, all of your friends can't mm-hmm. see you on the new platform. Mm-hmm. And until they're forced to right. use a uh, universal interface where you can move between platforms, right. you're not going to get the competition. Yeah. Right.
4: Well,
1: it'll ev- it'll happen over time. I think it's like young people are not on Facebook, for example. No, it, it, nobody in their twenties is. A, they've got a Facebook account. That's maybe not true.
3: It, it's- it is true. My daughter. Old people yeah. use. Yeah,
0: it's it's a. It's- I have a whole bunch of friends in their twenties on Facebook. The, the, the-
1: most twenty-year-olds well, are, are, are totally inactive on Facebook.
3: Instagram yeah. is the place, apparently. Yeah. So, Look, I, I'm
0: aware of that, and yeah. I know my mm. daughter is a, in her early thirties. You know, she seems to prefer other platforms, but mm. she still uses Facebook. But mm. maybe she's an oldie now, is she? In her in her thirties. Yeah, in her thirties. Yeah. But I know she liked Instagram. She for must a while. be old. She's over thirty.
4: Yeah.
1: Because it's full of. Um, It's full of boomers who are wanting to watch what their kids are doing and they leave embarrassing comments on their photos and all the rest of it. So, apparently, the the younger 20 year olds just yeah, the younger 20 year olds have just abandoned Facebook. Look,
0: a couple of my friends on Facebook, um, one American, one Australian, said, Oh, you know, I've had it with Facebook. I'm migrating to Parlour or something else. And then, of course, next thing you know, Parlour's been derailed. Because uh, the big companies won't um, carry its mm. um, service, mm. but um, what I said to one of them this this one American Facebook friend of mine who's puts up quite interesting things. We have some interesting chats sometime, and he and he's uh, he's quite cynical about politics, about American politics, and and he just wants to boycott all the big ones, you know. But I said to him, "Yeah." I, I could follow you to this other platform, but ninety nine percent of my online friends are still on Facebook. Mm-hmm. So where does you know? So it seems pointless to me.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I I enjoy that interaction, that communication with people. Not that I'm communicating with all of them all the time, but you know, I don't want to just sort of dump them so that I can go and talk to one mm-hmm. other guy mm-hmm. on a different platform. You know, mm-hmm. it seems. Completely self-defeating.
1: Saw an interesting article by Josh Bornstein, who's a lawyer from Morris Blackburn, and his article was titled The Myth of Free Speech. Uh, So I'm going to read bits of it. Interrupt when you're reading. (laughs) Contrary to suggestions otherwise, Voltaire would have applauded the decision by Twitter and Facebook to suspend the access of Donald Trump to their platforms, much like John Stuart Mill, the British philosopher and guru of classical liberalism, Voltaire supported criminal laws against libel, slander, incitement of violence and treason. Mill is credited with developing the harm principle, under which laws restricting personal freedom should be promulgated to prevent harm to others. So the decision of Facebook and Twitter to suspend Donald Trump's access to their platforms was consistent with the harm principle. It was designed to avoid further terrorist violence goes on, the social media ban on Trump has elicited a predictably tribal response from Trump sympathisers replete with misconceived appeals to philosophers and principles that simply don't exist. Much of what passes for debate about free speech is confused and misconceived. Speech has never been free. There's never been a law that guarantees absolute free speech, and there never will be. Laws restricting speech that harms others are as old as Methuselah. The Ten Commandments prescribes bearing false witness against your neighbour.
0: Since when As, is the Bible, the, you know, the, but, but the but it's defender exa- of free speech and, or any kind but, but of But it's an
1: example of an early law oh, against Jesus free speech. Bornstein's
0: like, really scraping the bottom of the barrel to have to no, take no, something no, from no, the Bible no, no, to support his argument. No, he's, just making, he's, he's
1: saying it goes back. The oh. restrictions on freedom of speech... Go back that far is what he's saying. In the Ten
3: Commandments are twenty seven hundred BC, so two thousand seven hundred years old.
1: Yeah. Mm. Yes, BC. roughly. So, so he's just saying the idea that speech is free uh, is nonsense. It's, and that, it's and a that,
0: modern concept. Well, well, isn't but, it? but
1: no, but what he's saying is these modern philosophers supported the restriction of free speech where it was causing harm to others.
0: Do you imagine so, so the Enlightenment philosophers, Mill and Voltaire and them, do you, do you imagine they could possibly have imagined what we are living with, with all these media platforms? Did you just hear what I just said
1: about Voltaire and Mill?
0: Yeah. But but, 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 but Bornstein is saying these people would have agreed with me. Yeah, of course they would have, Bornstein, because well, well, you think you're well, right.
1: Well, well, if you view Trump as having harmed people, then applying that to the thinking of Voltaire and Mills, they would have said, well, of course you can't have freedom of speech if you're going to harm somebody. Now, the question comes down to
0: That's the level That's highly speculative, highly you know, well, speculative.
1: Well, they're saying the principles that these guys had wasn't that it's a, a free-for-all freedom of speech under mm-hmm. all circumstances. It's limited.
0: In the context of what?
1: The 17th century? Yeah, in the context of harm. So you apply the the question of harm to others to the modern situation and say, well, is there harm to others? Yeah, yeah.
0: So, anyway, I'll continue. No, I'm sorry. I disagree with Bornstein. I think Bornstein's just trying to, um, you know, deputise these great philosophers and say, see, they would agree with me. No, I'm sorry, Bornstein. I don't think they
1: would. Well, well, what he said is these philosophers acknowledge that free speech is never totally free, that it's subject to limitations... Where it causes harm. And so the argument is Trump's causing harm. Therefore, these guys would have said, well, you know what? Free speech stops at that point.
0: Well, you and I agree, and I think mm-hmm. the other guys probably agree, it stops or it should stop, certainly, at direct incitement to violence. But the American, what is it, the First Amendment or the Second mm-hmm. Amendment, the one that protects free speech, mm-hmm. which one is it, first or the second? I think it's the First, first Amendment. First is yeah. second yeah. is guns. The First Amendment. Okay. I think that's a terrific thing that they have that. and yeah. But the only limitations are direct incitement to violence, I think, yes. and um, government secrets and stuff like that, isn't it? I think the, they are. The, do they have any other limitations that you're aware of?
1: The, the First Amendment is only binding on the government, it's not binding on private individuals and companies. It does protect private no. individuals. No, yes, it no, does. So it
3: protects. So that's, People from the government. Yeah,
1: but it doesn't... It It doesn't protect people from people. It doesn't inhibit the private sector. So, for example, Trump can't say under the First Amendment you must let me on your platform because the First Amendment does not apply to Twitter and Facebook. However, when Trump deleted followers from his Twitter account, which he was using to make government announcements... Mm. The followers could say, you're the government and you can't delete me from your Twitter account because you're making public announcements. Oh, right. yeah. So the government is bound by the First Amendment but not it, uh, private enterprise.
0: No, not private enterprise necessarily. But any American citizen can right. say whatever they like about Trump or any, anybody else in the government. Without the government arresting them. Exactly. And that's,
1: that's the whole point, isn't it? W- well, they've got much more are uh, liberal uh, rules regarding defamation and, and mm. things like that. Yeah. So certainly they're, they're, they're more lax than, than we are, yeah. for example. I think our so,
0: rules on defamation are a little bit too strict, I have to say. <laughs> right.
1: But, okay, let me just get on to some other bits in this article. Um, let me just see here. The many laws that regulate speech recognise that words can cause immense harm. It's unlawful to falsely publish statements. It um, talks about defamation. Numerous laws that restrict freedom of speech in Australia include those dealing with consumer protection, workplace bullying, electoral regulation, copyright, confidential information, privacy, obscenity, racial discrimination, nuisance, treason, treason and contempt of court. If a corporation deceives or misleads customers in the course of business, it can be sued under competition laws. Fraud, a criminal offence, punishes those who deceive others with their speech. Speech that involves grooming a minor is also considered a criminal offence. Bernard Collery, a whistleblower, he can't talk. He's in in trouble over that.
4: Yeah, I disagree.
1: And lots of people enter private sector employment contracts that bind them where they can't say things. So, so basically, his.
4: uh, I I like his argument.
0: You agree with all of those restrictions? What he's saying is. I agree with most of them really yeah you agree with uh, section 18c of the anti-discrimination uh, act uh, that's not most of them no but do you agree with that one which one was that section 18c yeah which part which part of it that's that the was one the that racial that discrimination yeah, Andrew bolt got nailed on yeah. for publishing a story about yeah. some indigenous Australians oh. who he said had yeah. you know capitalized yeah, yeah. I'm, on their I'm not indigenous I'm, status I'm not in, I'm inter- I don't to agree with her their careers and he I'm, got Taken yeah. to court for yeah. that? So I'm not a- agreeing That was just with- his opinion.
1: I'm not agreeing with hurt feelings as being something Good. That worthy of penalty. But the point <laughs> is, there's a huge long list of things that we already restrict speech.
0: Rightly or wrongly.
1: But are already on the books. And in some the most, of them should
0: be taken off. But a lot of them you'd 100%. agree
1: with are legitimate.
0: Some of them, I'd agree, are legitimate.
1: You'd, at the end of the day, you'd, you'd probably agree to most of them, I'd I'm say. I'm not so sure. Defamation. To yeah, some extent, defamation. To some
0: extent, yeah, to some extent.
1: Um, misleading representations about products.
0: If it causes harm, yeah. Well, if, absolutely. E- even if it's just false. If it's lying. If it's if you're lying about a product Out and out lying, yeah. If they misrepresentation, say Misrepresentation If they say we're selling this beer and then you pop it and drink it and it's, you know, just water inside, obviously. Of course. No harm, it's water. But obviously No, misrepresent- but you haven't got what you paid for. Yeah. That's, that's the point, isn't it? Do, did yes. you get what you paid for? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, As for yeah. the defamation one, do so, you remember so. a few decades ago, Abbott and Costello were both mentioned in a book by mm. an Australian guy yeah, who's since yeah. died, and they sued the publisher, and they had to pulp the whole uh, print run, didn't they, mm.
4: and yeah.
0: withdraw it from sale, mm. because... He suggested that it was something... That
2: that had sexual relations with a girl. With the same woman, yeah. Yeah. That
0: both Abbott and Costello had had a sexual relationship Mm -hmm. with the same woman. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, I mean, that's that's not so scandalous, is it? And yet they won several hundred thousand dollars damages each, Mm. you know? I mean, I thought that was ridiculous, to but, be honest.
1: But basic defamation laws, I mean, are used every day of the week. And uh, you're sure, you'll find some fringe cases where you might think it's a bit over the top. But mm. this, the idea of defamation, you shouldn't be able to say things that besmirch someone's character because that causes them
0: damage. Yeah, cause I, them home. I agree with that. So, um, But, I mean, free speech is fundamentally about, you know... Expressing an idea about free, you know, free speech politics. is actually
3: the freedom to hear ideas that you may not have heard before. Yeah, yeah, it's to hear, of course, but it's also and,
0: and, the freedom to express an but, idea. But
3: we've heard Trump challenging the re- election. We've seen it go to the courts. The courts have thrown it out. I, I think we've heard it. We don't need to hear it again over and over and over. And I think that's Wh- the point. why
4: not.
0: What difference does it make if we hear it 10 times, 100 times because or 1,000 times?
3: Because apparently then idiots go and riot and break oh, into look, the capital, and look to behead people. Yeah, but
0: Joe, you know, the idiots that take it upon themselves to respond in that way, perhaps they just are poorly educated. I don't know. But the number of, I mean, if, if we've heard it and we've decided Trump's an idiot, it doesn't matter how many more times he says it.
3: Really, does it? I, I think it does. The, really? the idea has been heard. I, I think it's, but it's been, nothing new. It, it's been tried and found wanting. So what? I mean, this, so- no. This
0: is people saying, "Oh, you're wrong. My truth is right." Trump is obviously a liar, and we're not going to listen to. You know, and we're not going to allow anyone to listen to him anymore. This yeah,
2: is authoritarian, Joe. Don't you think that um, Paul? The courts have looked at this and they've thrown it out. Yeah. So if the courts have looked at it, then you've got to be pretty confident that it's true, that it's a load of nonsense. I agree it's a load of nonsense. So I'm not d- denying why do you that want the courts are correct. So All I'm
0: saying is that if Trump wants to say it until the cows come home that he was robbed, oh, he should on. be free to say it. He's free but, to say it on but, television, but, but, but he can say it on television. the company should be Twitter free anymore. to say,
1: we're not going to publish it. Well, that's that's a separate issue, of course. But, but, well, that's the issue that we're talking about because the ins and outs of what Trump did and how much was incitement is quite murky, and, it it's, is murky. and it's difficult, I agree. and we don't want to get into the woods of it because mm. it's a difficult line to cross. It is whether he committed incitement in a criminal legal sense is is a tricky one. But the Very. the issue I'd like to address is he's got the right to say it, mm. but private businesses have the right to say we're not going to publish your shit.
0: Legally, they have that right. And and
1: morally, that's a legitimate thing to say as well.
0: Morals are very flexible, you know. Mm. According Mm. to your moral framework, Mm. you you, you seem to be suggesting Mm. that they have the moral right to do that. Yeah. My moral framework might be a little bit different. Provided they
1: apply a rule evenly. So, for example, if they said, we're going to um, ban you because you incited violence, Mm but then they let a whole lot of other people have comments that incite violence, then that's unfair discrimination. So provided you've got a rule that you apply evenly then um, and you're not guilty of unfair discrimination, then you should be able to apply the rule. You could say, look, we're a platform that just deals with knitting. (laughs) So if you want to put some shit on here that's not about knitting, guess what? We're not going to publish it. Off you go somewhere else. Like, yeah. so, so If it were it, it, uh, a platform it, you, for knitters. Yes. But it isn't. No, but the point is a platform can make rules and say, here's what we're here for, mm. A, B, C, D, and if you do X, Y, Z, you're out. Mm. And provided they apply that rule up evenly without discrimination, that's perfectly legitimate. Now, mm. another company might come along and go, guess what, everybody? We're not so restrictive. We don't do that X, Y thing. If you come here, you'll never be kicked off. And who knows? People may flood to them and go to them instead. And ultimately, um, people will decide. But um, that's that's how I sort of view this. And I, I like this article that says speech has never been free oh, it's well, always had restrictions
0: beside the point i well, mean the, no, no it's we a haven't point always had motor cars we haven't mm. always had a lot of things that we have in the modern world that's mm. completely irrelevant that it wasn't in the bile for goodness sake give me a break no, but it's got, got nothing, nothing up, to do
1: with it. people hold up uh, speech must be free as some sort of almost a sacred sort of yes yes almost Not a sac-
0: sacred sacred is a religious it's, concept yeah. but, but no but, but the value but, but verging of on a sacred
1: speech, a secular sacredness
0: uh, and, and the point is,
1: <laughs> the point is, it's never been. It doesn't um,
0: always have to have been anything, Trevor. And, that is and, completely and it, irrelevant. And it,
1: no, it's never been, and it is not now. Oh, it and is. It never, well, it should be.
0: No, no, but it's it, a modern you've innovation. already admitted
1: that there's lots of instances where we would restrict it because of defamation, <sighs> fraud, grooming, paedophilia,
0: all a whole bunch a of few. T- a uh, few.
1: terrorism activities, a
0: whole host of reasons why. Just, I think we have to set a high bar, Trevor, is the point I would make. We have to set a very high bar well, because free speech well, well, is a modern innovation and it has enabled no, no, us to have a liberal democracy, you know, which is a very healthy system and where po- we hear each other's
1: opinions. And the point of this article was that the philosophers, like Voltaire and Mill were basically saying, yes, yeah, speech should be free, but there's a harm principle here. And it's a furphy to suggest that these guys were into a laissez faire type of freedom of speech they recognized wow. that restrictions were appropriate
0: yeah 17th century restrictions but, but harm is a harm is is a well, universal
1: well, well, word well, it's it and it and there'll be in a 1000 years there'll be a new way to
0: harm somebody yeah. but the principles still apply yeah yeah but look i think it's really a stretch for bornstein to to you know to Try to connect the Enlightenment philosophers who get, who basically gave us the idea of free speech, mm. which is a very very valuable and important one, and you know try to say oh well, they didn't really mean it you know
2: I mean they qualified me it, but he's no but they qualified he's just, he's qualifying it. it yeah he's just simply saying yeah, it's, that it's there's like you sent
1: an article in your Facebook thing about that uh, hypocrisy now or something and I talked about the Magna Carta um, the Magna Carta yeah you said it in your charting your was Facebook? That? It was like a YouTube thing on hypocrisy and they were basically talking about the Magna Carta set up, um, uh, British democracy was built on the notion of individual freedom Mm -hmm. dating back to the Magna Carta. It was complete shit. Like, the Magna Carta wasn't about individual freedom. It was about taking power away right, from, from, the king. from the king and giving it to the barons. Yes, it, I know it, that. It wasn't anything to do with individual no, 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 freedom. No, no, no,
0: no, no, It was but, an evolution, but, Trevor. But, but, Come on, but, at least you'd admit that the Magna Carta no, no. started a series of political changes which led us to where we are now. They, they were not going to go from absolute rule of the king to modern 21st century liberal democracy just like that. Obviously, it was an evolutionary thing. I, I like this and article. And the Magna Carta was very significant.
1: in that. Not for individual rights, it wasn't. It was, it was for Trevor. taking the rights away from the king. Yes, but it was the ban- first step. It, was, it wasn't about individuals. Oh, it was. It was, it was the first step. It was step. a little. It was at a different level. It had nothing oh, to do with individuals. It
0: had a lot to do with. It, it. it was. No. It was the first step. No, you know, so, before so, that, so. it was the king, and everybody else was was rubbish. So, so anyway, I like this article because it it sort of, I find there's
1: a, a tendency <laughs> to rewrite history and what people were saying. And I like the way that this said, this guy said, hang on a minute. No, these guys weren't saying full-on freedom. They put Well, in I think Bornstone's co- trying in, to rewrite they, the Enlightenment they in, philosophy. They put in qualifications. Yeah. So when people say, oh, this goes against the Enlightenment principles, he's saying, well, actually, this sort of censorship is probably in line with the Enlightenment principles nah, man, because man, they recognised the harm principle Bornstein's just and, one of these you
0: might disagree, apologists for every like kind of authoritarianism <laughs> that the left wing wants to impose on us it's probably paid he by probably service. he probably thinks Dan oh, Andrews God. is a good good bloody premier right
4: right
1: wow. right uh, in the chat room what are people saying Karen says yeah, prediction this podcast will be gone within 2 years because restrict 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 and restrict get rid of us outspoken ones and they'll come for you eventually look can I just say, this, pod, like, this podcast is the only podcast you'll find where you get different opinions from different spectrums. Do you think? Of course. I'm not so sure. N- name another one where you get opposing arguments like this.
2: I don't think you can name them. I,
0: I don't it's listen a, to that many, so I, I really couldn't say. But Most of them others. are bubbles
1: where, people are, where, the, where the guys are just agreeing with each other all the time and they, and they get guests on with interviews who they agree with. So, th-
2: this is, you know. And the Brendan O'Neill show is yeah. one of those that's a very, very close favourite to that. Right. Yeah. He only brings on guests that agree with him.
1: Yeah. Actually, um, and, and Sam Harris uh, said something about this. Let's, let's, let's just come. Sam
2: Harris team.
0: does occasionally get people on that don't altogether agree with yeah, him. Yeah. Though. yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, um, I'm going to play a bit of Sam Harris here. Mm-hmm. Just let me play this. It goes for a minute or so, but it'll give me a chance to look through the
6: chat room as well. Here we go. And the new media landscape has not helped matters. What I think I've seen in many of my fellow podcasters and writers is the phenomenon of audience capture. My friend Eric Weinstein came up with that phrase for undoubtedly an older phenomenon. But it's when you begin telling your audience what they want to hear and you get rewarded for it and the cycle becomes self-reinforcing. So some of this is probably inevitable. Right, We all gravitate toward messages that we like and to people we find persuasive, and these people tend to keep doing what works. You know, it's nice to be liked, especially when the business model depends on it. But audience capture is a real problem, and I have consciously guarded against it. Ever since I discovered that whole sections of my audience were outraged by one or another position I've taken, I decided not to be concerned about that and not to do anything differently. And I don't think I'll ever understand those of you who claim to love what I'm doing here on the podcast, and who have read my books and followed my work for years, who imagine that I would have been a fan of Donald Trump or wokeness. I mean, both of these grotesque objects are the antithesis of everything I care about. Both are purely divisive, purely misleading. Both represent a near total embrace of error. Trumpism and wokeness are like two doors leading to alternate hells, from my point of view. And between the two, I think I've offended 50% of you in the last few years, and many of my guests have done likewise. We really need careful, principled, intellectually honest people to help sort through the rubble now and begin building again.
1: Which is what we're doing on this podcast here, because people do get upset
0: with you, Paul, and they we
1: get I comments, know. and and I just say to those people, look, it's really important
0: to get alternative views, and you give like Karen Th- is in the you, chat room Trevor, for defending me.
1: Karen is in the <laughs> chat room saying, um, you know, ex- comments kind of in line with what you're saying, and I say to Karen, well, Karen, I've got Paul here doing his best to give your your view, if you like. So I think we do a good job of at least exploring. A range of opinions as best we can, mm. and Julia, yes, we need a female voice on here, and you're welcome to come on. So just get in contact. Mm. So, and it'd be nice to have somebody young, like a twenty year old, uh, of um, as well. So, if uh, you're in the leafy western suburbs on a Tuesday night at seven thirty, and you can make it here, that would be great. So, um, if you
2: can't, you can always zoom in. Yeah, it's just difficult. I know it's difficult. It's not ideal, but it yeah. could be. It- yeah. It's probably a way around it. Yeah, but I'd like to can... invite Karen
0: on. She's yes. pretty uh, tech yes. literate. Yes. And uh, Karen, if you're uh, listening, Karen, why don't you zoom in one night? Yes.
1: There's an invitation, Karen. If you're if you'd like to. So, all right. Well, what are we up to? Uh, one hour, hour
4: and forty we, minutes. Yeah,
1: but I think um, actually one hour and nine minutes. Actually, okay. Let me just. Have we we said all we want to say on that issue? Where's Mrs Fist tonight? She's down the Gold Coast. She's (laughs) left me alone. (laughs) She's not going to
0: knock on the door. Boys boys night tonight. That's it, yeah. (laughs) Okay.
1: Um, All right. Well, we can come back to that stuff at another time. Let me just – oh, patrons, by the way, thanks to uh, Paul Evans and Wayne Seaman for your annual donations. Thank you, Greg Clark, for the $66.60. Thanks to David Cox for a Christmas bonus donation. (laughs) Thanks to Daniel for a link. Thank you to the other patrons who continued to support the podcast. Uh, during the break, I was interviewed um, by SBS to do with the New Temple of Satan. You so, did a very good job, uh, too. Yeah, it was a good interview. Yeah, well done, Trevor. So there's a link on Facebook. If you haven't been delisted from Facebook and you're able <laughs> to access it. <laughs> um, and it'll be in the show notes. So there you go uh, as well. So you can listen to that. but. Basically, it was a bit of a story about uh, how the Nurse of Temple of Satan has managed to get its name put in the chapel at the Sunshine Coast Hospital. And, um, and then we we're talking about things like religious instruction classes and, and basically chaplaincy by Satanists in hospitals. And in the end, uh, they also interviewed an imam who said, it's terrible the idea of Satanism. Like you know, Islam teaches that Satan's bad, and we we certainly say to our people have nothing to do with it.
0: Yeah, they're all and, like, not all. I've, I shouldn't generalise, yeah. but some Muslim mm. leaders or mm. religious people are more scared of Satan than the, than mm. the Catholics. Aren't they? Indeed, <laughs> yes. And
1: then um and John Dixon was also interviewed. He's. um mm. uh, and at the end, um, this is what he had to say. I'll just play the the clip. Who's John Dixon again? He's like from Sydney Anglicans. He's he's sort of a theologian, he's the he's- for
2: public Christianity or something. Mm.
1: He really takes the Bible very seriously as a scholarly thing. Like mm. um, he's
2: a nutter, in fact.
1: Um, so yeah, a that's, nutter. Yeah.
0: yeah, he's
2: a nutter. Yeah, he's, he takes certifiably. Uh, it it a takes nothing. a very s- well. If you take if you take our views, then you'd say that he's a nutter. Yeah. yeah. Look. Forgive me, Scott. I mm-hmm. just
0: really don't like the idea of calling people that you mm-hmm. have a you know philosophical disagreement with a, a nutter. I think right. that's kind of degrading,
2: you know, of course it's degrading. It's right. meant to be degrading because yeah, these people <laughs> want to these people want to impose an Iron Age book as being the ultimate but, but word. Before you worry
1: about insulting John Dixon, just have a listen to this. Here we, go. Yeah. Right, here we
6: go. and they are now trying to get chaplains in the hospital. and frankly, They're going to be about as useful to people sick and dying as the local knitting club. In fact, that's probably an insult to the knitting club.
4: (laughs) No.
0: So look, uh, it's lame. What he said is really lame. But I wouldn't call him a nutter. He's just not really managed to break out of that, you know, religious frame of reference that Mm. he lives in. That's the
2: whole point. Mm.
0: It doesn't make him a nutter. Lots of people believe that bullshit and they're not nutters. And
2: Mm. I used to believe it myself and i look back on myself and say Jesus you're, Christ, a you're a nutter <laughs> but you <laughs> weren't
0: a nutter you would ju- you just grew up inside that frame of reference and didn't
2: know any any better you know i know that but all the shit that i used to believe and all that sort of crap you look back on it now and you think you were a nutter for no, believing it. No, no.
0: but scott the ideas are nutty you weren't a nutter you were just a product of your environment you weren't a nutter It was just nutty ideas, and you eventually saw that they were nutty and rejected them.
2: Good for you. (laughs) Anyway. I disagree, Paul, but anyway.
4: (laughs) uh,
1: Anyway, on that one, um, there's a good comment from the Queensland Parents for Secular State School. They said, the comments of the Muslim Imam and John Dixon, Christian apologist and member of the Sydney Anglicans, whose Connect RI program is widely used in Queensland state schools, are a good insight into the kind of prejudicial attitude that enter the school classroom unchallenged via religious instruction classes. Such casual bigotry strengthens our resolve to have divisive religious instruction removed from Queensland classrooms. So um, they go on with a few other comments. So that was uh, a fair enough point, really. It was a sort mm-hmm. of a casual bigotry by John mm-hmm. Dixon and typical of why people need to be exposed to religious education, mm. meaning information about Co- all religions. Yeah, comparative religious studies. Yes, yes, without an indoctrination into a specific religion. So sure. I used to teach yeah. it in mm.
0: high school. I mm. used to teach a unit on mm. comparative religions and all I right. used to get a few complaints, okay. mainly from the parents of Muslim students sometimes, you know, who thought I was insulting their mm. religion, which I wasn't, mm. and... One time, I had a call. I probably told you this from a woman after showing a um, a documentary video about um, Haitian immigrants in New York um, performing a healing ritual—is what they described it as. Mm. And this woman was outraged that I showed anything to do with the the voodoo religion. You know, Mm. she said, "But you know, evil spirits might get into the children." And I was like, "How?" Well, by watching this program on TV, the evil spirits might enter the children. I was like, I wanted to say to her, are you mad? Are you a nutter? But, (laughs) of course, I was a teacher and I couldn't say things like that to Mm -hmm. a parent. But, yeah.
1: Right. So I've been there, done that. Maybe than saying a nutter, would you prefer, are you like a member of a cult, almost?
0: Yeah, look, you know, I just think it's important not to insult people Mm. who have a different opinion or grow up in a different... You know, cultural milieu. Mm. Good word. Mm. Okay, um, you sent, you had an article.
1: So you do I, read my Facebook posts? I, I, I read posts, them all. Did yeah, you? Good yeah, on you. Yeah. About the Great Reset. Do you watch the videos? I watched the one with um, Brendan O'Neill and uh, Lionel Shriver. Yeah,
0: that was good. I mean, you're a f- fan of Lionel Shriver, yeah, aren't you? I'm a fan of Lionel Shriver. It was the same
1: stuff they always go on about. Like, yes. I just can't believe they can get gigs just saying the same stuff over and over and over again.
0: Because the problem hasn't gone away that yeah. they're talking about. Yeah. So it deserves to be said it, over it, and over again.
1: It's, it's cultural appropriation. It's identity politics, cancel culture, and they just keep going on and on and on and yes, on, on they, and on about it. They and made they just,
0: some very just, important points just, about them. Yeah. They didn't just name them, as yeah. you know. Yeah.
1: But anyway. Anyway. Um, you said something about the Great Reset. Mm. I don't understand what this Great Reset is. Can I don't you explain a, it
0: to me? Uh, just very roughly. I don't have a very clear understanding of it myself. I've only just come across it in recent days. But there is a, um, a an economic forum. Is it the World Economic Forum or yeah. something? Which is a group of economic elites and political mm. elites who get together and they're... Trying to, and people like Prince Charles of all yeah, people. Yes, and
1: and it was basic, and 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 they were proposing on paper a sort of a rejigging of the world. Yes. Um, based on technology and yes, other but they things.
0: were also yeah. suggesting that the um, 2020, you know, events. Where populations were basically, you know, cowed in, into staying at home for weeks at a time and issues with all these
1: supported the, the, the sick and vulnerable. Yes. And, all these so called emergency help, and, measures and where perfectly out, and help healthy, out each other.
0: Perfectly healthy where, where, where people were put out of work, community spirit. Had their businesses trashed stop. because a few politicians and a few you have you know, to stop I keep interrupting you myopic you know, so is that the Great Reset? No, I'm asking no, no, about no. the Great Reset. They, they were suggesting that they could take advantage of these new opportunities to enforce or impose new controls on us, the common people. So, so the
1: Great Reset is a consp- is a conspiracy theory. Well, if you that the world's elite are conspiring to control us, they are conspiring, and right.
0: they've they've re- they've publicly right. spoken about it. Right. Pe- people have published books about it, so right. it's not a secret. You right. see, people when you say right. conspiracy. People say people tend to think, "Oh, it's some kind of secret business, and and you've discovered it, and and nobody else knows." It's not at all secret. Right. It's completely out in the open. Right. And and how are they controlling us? By imposing new controls, exactly. Right. I and, mean, it's just there's like
1: a, there's a coordinated.
0: Well, a, they effort. want to coordinate it. They right. want to make it a coordinated global effort to. To, to shape us into the kind of people that they think we should be.
1: Okay. I'm going to have to read up on The Great Reset. Yes. It's, it's I think we all will. I, I
0: don't understand it well right. either. Okay.
1: Because I, I read the article and I still didn't understand it. It was all very nebulous and vague. I
0: think there'll be a lot more on it right. coming out. Okay.
1: National Anthem, we wake up one day and turns out our, our Prime Minister, Scott Morrison, declares that uh, instead of we are young and free, we are one and free. <laughs>
2: yeah. He just invitation. declares it. Yeah. How does that
1: work? How that That is not the Prime Minister's it's not prerogative. His role,
0: is it? No. I, I Whether you agree it. with it or not,
1: it's not his role to change the national anthem. Just how, how does by it go? Ein Volk,
2: ein Reich? <laughs> right. Right. <laughs>
0: ein
2: Volk, ein Reich, ein Führer. Yeah. <laughs> What's that? Ein Reich, ein Volk, ein Führer. One people, one one country, country, one leader. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we're on on the way.
4: (laughs) There we go. Anyway,
2: I just... uh... It's one of those things. I I didn't really have a big problem with it. I can understand why they've done that. They want to get rid of young and that sort of stuff. They're pandering to the Indigenous people to say that um, we're not young and free because, you know, the Indigenous... Um, society dates back tens of thousands yeah. of years, and we've gone with one and free instead of
5: well, young and free. I think it's a
1: perfectly good idea. Yeah. But I just don't want it coming from our Prime Minister. No, it should have come from a debate in Parliament, shouldn't it? Just some sort of resolution of yeah. more than one person. Yeah. Um Please. That's just arrogance yeah, to come more out and say. So I, Scott Morrison, have declared I'm changing the national anthem. I agree, like, and that
2: was where it was wrong. I think they mm. should. I think he should have had a parliamentary debate so that you would have had the he, Greens, Labor, and Liberals, and that sort of stuff, standing on one side, and then you'd have mm. your nutters like Pauline
3: Hanson on the other
2: side. If mm.
3: if he could be that decisive, maybe he could have done that about marriage equality. Mm. Yeah, mm. <laughs> mm.
2: but he abstained from the vote in the end. Right
1: now, um, just for a bit of fun. Uh, oh actually I heard about this from uh my daughter-in-law over the holidays did you know you know with the with the pill the traditional pill you don't the women don't take it for a period of days Correct. like 5 or 6 days yes. and they get a period Correct. during that time mm. and do you know why yes it's designed like that
3: Go. Uh, to to more accurately mimic the natural bleeding cycle so that it would be accepted by the catholics
1: indeed when they designed the pill they could have made it that you just keep taking the pill and never have a period and in order to placate the catholic church and to try and get them on board they designed it with this with this break in the taking of the pill for the for the pope oh, for to God's try and get sake. him on board
0: but the Catholic Church rejected its use anyway, didn't Indeed.
1: They? So it was a waste of effort anyway. But how many billions of women over the years have had
3: to I, no, put I, up with that? I was going to say I know lots of women who don't, yeah. who just take it through.
1: So there are alternative pills now that are designed to just keep taking it. But I found that incredible, that um, that, that was... So, I mean, designed to placate the Pope at the time.
2: Billions of dollars that these women have had to spend on the sanitary products and yes. all that sort of stuff that they yes. wouldn't have had to spend. Yes. Oh, and, Jesus and just, Christ. That is ridiculous,
3: isn't it? There you go. By the way, you know that there's a term for someone who um, uses Catholic fam- family pran- planning?
1: Catholic family pran- planning, yeah. What's that? Mother. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right.
3: Otherwise known as Vatican
1: Roulette. Right. And (laughs) we haven't spoken about penises for a while, but we'll just briefly mention one penis. Now, this is fair dinkum, dear listener. You can look at the links. Denmark has launched a children's TV show about a man with a giant penis.
4: Oh, yes.
1: (laughs) Critics condemn the idea of the animated series about a man who cannot control his penis, but others have backed it. Mm-hmm. And there's a picture there. Wow. And um, uh, <laughs> John Dillamond has an extraordinary penis. So extraordinary, in fact, that it can perform rescue operations, etch murals, hoist a flag, and even steal ice cream from children. The Danish equivalent of BBC, DR, has a new animated series aimed at four to eight-year-olds about John Dillermand the man with the world's longest penis who overcomes hardships and challenges with his record-breaking genitals. Unsurprisingly, the series has provoked debate about what good children's television should and should not contain. (coughs) Since premiering, opponents have condemned the idea of a man who cannot control his penis. Quote, is this really the message we want to send to children while we are in the middle of a huge Me Too wave? wrote the Danish author. Um, Christian Gross, an associate professor and gender researcher, said he believed the program's celebration of the power of male genitalia could only set equality back. It's perpetuating the standard idea of patriarchal society and normalising locker room culture. Um, but... A clinical psychologist who works with families and children said she believed the show's opponents may be overthinking things. John Dillamand talks to children and shares their way of thinking, and kids do find genitals funny, she said. The show depicts a man who is impulsive and not always in control, who makes mistakes, like kids do. But crucially, Dillamand always makes it right. He takes responsibility for his actions. When a woman in the show tells him he should keep his penis in his pants, for instance, he listens, which is nice. He is accountable.
0: I agree with that person. I think they're overthinking it a little bit.
1: Anyway, um,
0: Australia yeah. has a um, a children's book author who's written books about underpants and stuff like that.
1: Right? Uh, do you, do you know the one I'm yes, talking about. Yes, yes. That was a
0: bit suggestive. Um, you know? But yes, nobody got their knickers in a knot over that one.
3: Not um, the
1: same as a meme with a giant
3: penis. Well, exactly. My mum bought a book for my daughter that was um, "Who Flung Dung." <laughs> Which was, yeah, all the creatures in the jungle yeah. trying to figure out who flung down.
4: Yeah.
3: Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And four, the point... five, four or five-year-olds find that
0: hilarious. Exactly. And the point made, they're, they're little kids. They find this sort of stuff funny. And when they grow up and they learn, you know, the reality of the world, it's, it's just like something that they watched when they were kids. It's no big deal, really. really? I don't think
3: there's anything so terrible about it. Bronwyn mm. says, do you mean the day my bum went psycho? Maybe that's it.
4: Mm.
1: Well, I reckon we've come to the end of uh, our first episode (laughs) for 2021.
2: (laughs) Good to get back in the saddle again. (laughs) It was, yeah, and the two of you didn't manage to beat each other up, which was very good. We never do, do we, Trevor? That's right, yeah. Mm. So, look, I said at the beginning, it's
1: a show where Paul and I just get into arguments and and you are somewhere in the middle. But lately (laughs) you're more on my side, Scott. Well done. Or maybe I'm just becoming more persuasive.
2: I am very much on your side, I think, Trevor, because... Yeah, I... Because I'm a nutter. <laughs> you said it, not me. Um, <laughs> I don't understand where you're coming from half the time, Paul, but anyway, it's That's fine. That's right. right. Anyway, I'll, I'll send yeah. you more links to read. New South and Wales, I'm, I think. I do read them and then say, hey, did you get caught up in New South Wales or not? No, I didn't. I... um. Why? Why would I? Well, I just thought that they had the
0: oh, mean them. Christmas. Yeah,
2: I didn't go right because of the borders and that I sort couldn't of
0: stuff. go. Yeah, ah, I mean, right. My my once a year trip to visit my my sisters and their families in Sydney, I right. couldn't go. I right. had to cancel it, right? Because I wouldn't have been able to come back, right. or I would have had to seclude myself right. for fourteen days in right. a freaking hotel and pay three thousand right. dollars for it. Okay. Give oh, one other thing.
1: I've got a lot of information about uh, economic performance of countries depending on whether they've controlled the virus or not and it's quite lengthy and i think i'm sort of tempted just to do it on my own at some point and throw it on at the end of the podcast because it would just roll you up too much do you do you care do you because uh
0: i'm not an economist yes And it's such a complex topic, isn't it, really? So without
1: wanting to insult you, I'll just do it myself. I'll tack it on to the end of a podcast somewhere, unless you were really keen to hear it and you wanted to.
0: Look, you know, I mean, we would again get in, you know, start recycling the old arguments. I personally don't want to go back and do that again.
1: All right. So I'll just run through that myself. But I might
0: spontaneously disagree with you if (laughs) I hear something that I strongly disagree with. (laughs) Right,
1: right. Okay, so uh, like Karen says, "Like you both treat Paul like he's crazy without actually taking any of his sources seriously. This has been a problem since you next was." Well, I listen to what you're saying, Paul, and you've never get- actually given me a source. Like it's always just your.
0: You said opinion. you read everything that I post him of. Yeah, that there, yeah, some of the sources, right? And most of them are spiked on are spiked no, online not. or a spectator no. or anything like yeah. that. a, a lot I, of them are, but not all of them, Scott.
1: Yeah, but I've, I when you say it doesn't take his sources seriously, I actually read them. I read them, Karen, better than Paul does because no, I'm she, reading. No, no, he doesn't. I'm, Karen. I'm reading them because I'm wanting to poo poo them. Yeah, so I'm actually yes. reading them, and that's part um, of
0: the problem, Trevor. You read them with a bias instead of opening your yeah, mind mm-hmm. and just trying to learn something from it, mm-hmm. and, you know... Rather think, than just accepting well... them blindly like Paul does.
3: <laughs> 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 See, that's the sort of
0: comment which is really unwarranted. I don't right. accept anything but, but, blindly, but, but, and to insinuate that I do is... Ex- I know you're but, only joking, Joe, but it, it really, but, but it really is a rude but, comment. But,
1: but, but hang on, this is the, sci- the scientific method, though, is people publish a paper in a scientific journal, for yeah. example, and, and it's... Will,
0: I mean, Trevor... Yeah. I know how the scientific method works. You don't have to explain it to me. That's patronising.
1: But the point is people will have a vested interest in an alternative view Mm -hmm. and they will uh, examine that article very closely Mm -hmm. and the person publishing it knows that other people are going to be critical if they can find a hole in it. And that seems perfectly legitimate.
0: It's legitimate, obviously, to find a hole if you can find a hole. Yeah. The problem so, I have with you is if you read something mm-hmm. you disagree with, mm-hmm. it's automatically either right-wing or it's some fringe dweller, you know. You don't mm-hmm. take them seriously. No, as, no, but you see, I as give as the ar- – but I
1: just don't say, oh, that's wrong. I actually give the argument why and I give the evidence why. So if I was yeah. just to say, oh, that's wrong, I disagree, yeah. Yeah. but I actually come up with supporting evidence for yeah. what I'm saying.
0: Yeah, Okay.
1: So I think that's I think that is taking it seriously.
0: So Yeah, but what about you know, I mean, you know, with the COVID business mm-hmm. and some very, very eminent scholars mm-hmm. published that thing, the Great Barrington Declaration. Mm-hmm. You immediately poo-pooed them. Be, you said, be, oh, they oh, they must no, be fringe but, people. You no, know. no, no, but then you I did. showed you Or they're right wing, or they're taking money from Koch or something but, like that. Well, you well, know, what I mean that's not an open minded look at other people's arguments.
1: But it's perfectly legitimate to say what is motivating these people? Who are they funded by? Oh, what is legitimate. their motivation?
0: It's legitimate. And no, and what? then
1: to say are there a bunch of even more number of experts who are saying something completely different? Yeah. And is it in fact the case that the title of the article is actually quite different to the substance?
0: Yeah. So... and and. Well, you know, as we've discussed, The, mm. the Spectator is not a newspaper. It's mm. an opinion mm. publication. It's mm. just people writing an essay on a topic that, I don't know, they choose or the editor mm. asks them to mm. write about. Mm. So it's not factually – I mean, there could mm. be r- wrong facts in them. I'll, I'll give you that. Mm. But, I mean, the point is you, you, you mm. go to it with a jaundiced opinion. From the beginning, you've got this.
1: But I I pick up the Murdoch paper, and I I pick it right. But if I pick up a, if I open the commentary section, the opinion section of the Courier Mail or the Australian, I, I immediately know that I'm being subjected to propaganda.
0: See, that's your attitude again. But what if it's true? Well, it might be true and it then might not be, be true. Then I should be aware of it and
1: I should be very conscious <laughs> of it. But
0: you can say that about any of them. But, the and Guardian. I, and, you, and you can, exactly. And the I would ABC. I have told me I would you say, don't think the ABC I, I, is biased.
1: I, I, I would say to you the same thing. You pick up a publication and you go, what is the flavour of this publication? Okay, somebody sends me an article from Breitbart. Mm. I go, <laughs> Breitbart. So why I, not just so, read it first? No, but you need to know... Whether you're being subjected... Look, if somebody sent you an article from uh, the Liberal Party, yeah. a press release yeah. from the Liberal Party about their economic policy mm-hmm. and how wonderful they'd been doing in terms of the, the, the economy over the last four years, you would go, this is from the Liberal Party. Mm-hmm. Of course they're going to spruce this up in a misleading way that's going to benefit the Liberal Party.
0: Yeah. Okay, and, and what so i of look the, for parts of it. That so a, I agree with so a num- and parts I
1: disagree. with. so a number of these outlets are nothing more than propaganda outfits oh. for for the, for the Liberal Party, for example.
0: And the Guardian is a propaganda outfit for the Labour exactly. Party. Exactly, I don't or the deny Greens that. Exactly,
1: I don't deny that. You do have you really to be, think so. I, you don't. I don't deny that. You have to accept when you're picking up The Guardian, that you're going to get something that's pro-left, pro-identity politics, pro-cancel culture. Yeah. And so, again, you have to you, – you, sh- you should bear that in mind as you look at it and go, this is an organisation with an agenda. What are people's agendas? Yeah, but I
0: think you –
1: When you go to a used car salesman, or, uh, when you go to a financial advisor yeah. and you say, oh, you've recommended these products to me, Rather than these, you've recommended products A rather than products B. What's the commission? Do you get more from products A than products B? I want to know.
0: And that would be a relevant question for a financial advisor. We're talking about information.
1: No, it's about what's the the agenda and what's driving the interest of the person who's telling you something you need to know what their drivers and their interests are.
0: Look, I take your point, Trevor. Mm. My my point is that you set up roadblocks in your own mind before you even get to the article. But but, but, let me just finish, just for a moment. I think it's mm. healthier Mm. to take the article, read Mm. it, Mm. decide what do I think about it? Do Mm. I I agree? Do I disagree? Where do I agree? Where do I disagree? Why do I disagree if I do? Mm. Mm. And then maybe... You know, oh well, it is from the Guardian or it is from the Australian or whatever. Mm-hmm. So they tend to encourage writers that lean left or mm-hmm. lean right or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it's Paul, fair, fair you sent to go in with this Paul, suspicious Paul, attitude.
1: Paul, can I interrupt you
0: before you even begin? You reading.
1: sent me the uh, link to the YouTube video of Brendan O'Neill
0: mm-hmm. and Lionel Shriver. I didn't send it to you, but I think you saw it on my Facebook. Yeah. Page. Okay. So I watched it. Good.
1: And I, and I went, well, they've talked about identity politics. They've talked about cancel culture. They've talked about cultural appropriation. I'm all good with what they said. No argument. Great. i proved my point. I can read something and analyse and go, all right. And that was from a podcast, no, a YouTube video from the Centre for Independent Studies. Yes. Right-wing group.
0: Well, I think that's debatable. Anyway.
1: There's my point. Conservative, certainly. So I'll, I gave a pass mark to that particular one because <laughs> I had no issue with it. So yeah. when you accuse me of always um, picking out the, the uh, you know, approaching it with a blocked mind and not being able to accept it, mm. I give you that to you as example A off the top of my head okay. where I've been able to say, oh, I like give that one a pass mark. Terrific, so,
0: You're making progress.
1: So... <laughs> Um, see, the point is, I'm able to provide evidence and sources when I disagree with something. Well, I look, don't just say... I,
0: I had but evidence Paul, we, and We're going sources, round and round circles, and
1: there's not a good way to end a podcast. I so. had
0: evidence and sources for, for my COVID argument, and all no. you did was no. say, well, they're right-wing, no. they're, they're, what did you just say, fringe, they're fringe. or oh, they can't be... They, they, we can't take these people seriously. This is, this is basically what you were saying about them. Uh, and they were qualified, eminent scientists. Uh, And you were just dismissing them as fringe, right-wing... Paul, Paul,
1: I've said to you, here's the problem with um, COVID, what is exposed, Mm. is that there's actually been very qualified people who have come out with position A, and there's been a multitude of very well-qualified people who've come out with position B that's quite different. Yes. I've acknowledged that that's the case and that's one of the big problems of this whole that COVID-19 has exposed, that we've actually got people who are obviously well-qualified mm. experts who are coming at giving us totally different information. Yes.
0: I acknowledge that.
1: Great. and You didn't listen that,
6: to that. Well,
0: people, you know, people who disagree with me, and I'm not saying mm. you in this case, yeah. they say, oh, just follow the science. And I say, mm. well, the people I've been listening to are scientists. But mm. science mm. is not, a, you know, mm. just a, a single mm. position, is it? Science is, a, is about discovering, you know, more mm. information or more mm. evidence or, mm. you know, following the evidence. Science is mm. never settled mm. and that's the whole thing. Mm. You know, whenever people say, oh, let's just listen to the scientists, well, you have to say, well, which ones, mm. you know, because there are so many different mm. scientific views
1: but we've really reached the point with COVID though it's kind of like climate change where we have got 97% of scientists are sort of saying one thing and well I pretty, don't know
0: where you get the figure it's 97% pretty, it's a pretty I know that comes through. from the, the climate change discussion mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I don't know how you could apply that to the mm-hmm. COVID one
3: Well, not, and, I and, think it's quite interesting um, with mm-hmm. male circumcision
4: mm-hmm. the
3: US mm-hmm. uh, paediatricians mm. say circumcision's a great thing, it's really good, uh, protects against all these horrible things. Mm. Every other first world uh, no. paediatric society says, on the balance of probabilities, it's not worth doing. Yeah. Now, why are the Americans the outliers?
0: <laughs> and, and Well, we suspect it's because of the Christian influence, don't but,
3: we? No, but, but also because... Um, they have a vested interest in performing the operation. And maybe the Jewish lobby is um, very
0: strong in America. Okay, It's
1: a money-making enterprise. And, and so yeah.
3: the science can be skewed, but I think you have to say there will always be outliers. What do the vast majority of the experts say? Yeah, I, look,
0: mm. I just object to this branding people outliers because you think their opinion is wrong, you know?
3: Well, sorry, they... they it's go like get, saying you're a nutter because, No, no,
1: no Outlier no, no, is not, well, not derogatory. No,
3: I'm just saying that they, they are you're different... when it comes from you. They're, they're <laughs> different from the majority of their peers. So these are educated people, experts in their field. Yeah. There are one or two who disagree with the vast majority and they are outliers. <laughs>
0: well, I think you're, you're going to see increasingly over the coming 12 months or four, 24 months or whatever, I think you're increasingly going to see more and more people pushing back against... What we've been told is the science on COVID. I think you're going to see more and more people asking questions. Joel in the chat room says,
1: what do you call a cheap circumcision? A ripoff." Oh,
5: (laughs) Joel. Uh,
1: That's good. All right. Hey, in the chat room, you've done really well. We got a notice uh, coming through that we got over 100 uh, comments on this one. So that's good. You guys have been firing up. And um Karen's still going there. So good on you, Karen. Karen, it sounds like maybe um if you want to you're welcome to come on the podcast at some stage. We'll hook you up via Zoom because I know you're living on the other side of Brisbane it's a long hike. So um and to anybody else out there who's really wanting to take us up on our issues or support the tough man who's Please. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well oh, dear. uh that's all for now We'll talk We'll be back next week We will Same bat time Same bat channel See ya Thanks for tuning
2: in
3: Bye Peace. now And it's a good note from him <laughs> Are we off? Oh now Very oh, good geez. gentlemen
1: Honestly uh, there no other podcast Gets into arguments like this Seriously Yeah I don't, they, they I'm don't. curious There must they, be no, some They
0: don't They don't? I really? can't find them No way Oh well We're providing a service, a much-needed service to the world. Then,
5: absolutely, I know Trev. No, no, he, he, big Trev, is as honest and straight as he is big. Well, dear listener,
1: did you enjoy that episode of the podcast? If you did, I've got a favour to ask. Uh, First up, tell some friends, let them know about the podcast. You'll be discussing something at some time, and you might be repeating something I've said. And when you're talking to your friends, say, hey, I heard this on this podcast and it's worth listening to, and maybe pick an episode that you think's a good one and direct them to it. Like, grab their phone and go to their podcast app and search for Iron Viz Velvet Glove and subscribe <laughs> on their behalf, on their phone, and uh, and just put the word out. The other thing is you could become a patron and support the show, so if you... Go to our website, you'll see a link to Patreon and there are some different options for subscribing and paying per episode and really the amount that you pay depends on what you get from the podcast. So there's different levels ranging from a dollar fifty Australian to I think $10 and various ones in between. It's really, what do you think it's worth? Is it worth a cup of coffee? Uh, is it worth... More than that, less than that, whatever you get out of it, because not everybody gets the same. Maybe you don't listen to the whole thing. Maybe you never talk about it with people. Maybe you really couldn't care less half the time whether the podcast is there. It'll be different for everybody. So if you get a lot out of the podcast, contribute a bit more. If you don't get much, contribute less. But in any event...